Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Fill you in more in a minute. Uh, <laughs> kind of tense start to the show. What? A, what? A, what? A live bat in the studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not a euphemism either. A no. live bat in the studio. Yep. Yes. All right. Uh, under a garbage can now. Uh, and we think that's the only one. We hope. We think. <laughs> There's a lot to get to today. There's a lot going on in the world. I don't mean to, to make minor of anything, but my biggest concern right now is that freaking bat. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> okay. I, do, okay. First of all, just just quickly. Yes. Markley, I am in here. Markley is in here. And all of a sudden, I go here and go, oh, blank. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? There's a bat in here. <laughs> Yeah. I, oh man. Yeah. There's a few things to that uh, that we yeah. can get to, but I know you didn't tune in just to hear bat stories today. But we may we may have to take a pause for animal control. They're coming to get the bat. Right. You're not yes. you're not supposed to touch them or move them on your own. Right. No. So. Right. You can't even kill them here. No. Yeah. But it, yes. Again, we'll get more into this in a second because right. there's a lot to this. Um, yeah. But before that. The biggest stories out there so far today, David. Yeah, well, um, take it away. All right. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is in the United States, and this guy decided he was going to lecture us about how we're supposed to be passing laws and spending money on his country. Okay. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where I understand he's got a war to fight, and certainly he's going to try to pull every lever, as they say. Yes. Use every tool in the toolbox, as mm-hmm. they say. A little humility would go a long way because we are our own freaking country. We're not a piggy bank for Ukraine. Yes, that is true. Because right However, now, when he's done this in the past, it's been effective. Yeah. Right now, Republicans are wanting to increase border security uh, in exchange for any more aid to Ukraine. You know, protecting our own country from an invasion is actually... Uh, should be a higher priority, personally. Uh, that's my personal opinion. Um, Zelensky accused us of letting people die because of a little more debating, is what he said. I mean, okay. Let me be frank with you, friends. If there's anyone inspired by unresolved issues on Capitol Hill, it's just Putin and his sick. Click. They see the dreams come through when they see the the delays or some scandals. Uh huh. That's insulting. Well, of course it is. <laughs> I mean, I'm stating uh, how do you the draw, How you draw any other conclusion? Well, part of the problem to me is our own media, the way they treat this guy, because then they take a story like this and say, "See, we're letting them down. We have become a tool of Putin." It's like, no, 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 we have our own issues in this country, okay? And it does seem all of a sudden Republican senators are waking up to the fact that we have a problem with illegal immigrants in this country that's been going on for two and a half years, and they're finally paying attention to it. Okay, you don't still keep the 
get to come in here and tell us how to run the country and where we should spend our money. It's like, listen, a little more respect is what's needed here. Yeah. Period. The end. You got away with it before. We got to stop this. We got a bat in the freaking studio. That's right. I'm <laughs> not do. really in the mood for your nonsense yeah, right now. That's right. We, we need congressional oversight and a full-on investigation, a subcommittee even, to figure out how a bat got in the studio. Yes. Don't have time for your little war in Ukraine. Come no, on. No. And you see the polling as far as people's support, as far as Ukraine, and our involvement in it. It's dwindling as time goes on. Yeah. Because it's not exactly put out there the way it originally was when well, this thing started. The endless wars tend to wear on people after a certain amount of time where you're like, is there any end in sight here? And they'll say, no. Of course not. No. no there, there's really not. As a matter of fact, we're just going to be in it as long as it takes, no matter what the cost. But I don't even know what that means, What it, however long it takes. What does that mean? It means however long it takes. I know, but it's just like, wait, is, there, is it 20 years, 30 years? I, what is it? As long as they want. Okay. All right. I know. Okay. So more of that later. Now, Jonathan Turley has spoken. And yeah. he, when he speaks, we usually pay attention. Yeah, I think he has a good way of taking somewhat complex and in-the-weeds legal matters and making it uh, make sense to the average American. Uh, the special counsel investigating Donald Trump, Jack Smith, made a pretty remarkable move, somewhat unusual. He's appealing directly to the Supreme Court over the question of immunity for Donald Trump, because Trump's team is arguing he's immune from criminal prosecution, basically arguing he should be uh, immune for any charges that come from while he was still president, and then uh, basically saying, hey, I was impeached but not convicted, so you, you, you can't charge me for anything that I did between the election and when I left office because I was president and the president is immune from this stuff. Right. And they impeached me over it. I wasn't convicted. So what business is it of yours uh, to go down this road? So uh, uh, so it, it's pretty remarkable that Jack Smith is now saying, I'm going to leapfrog the appeals process, and I'm going directly to the Supreme Court. And Jonathan Turley, legal expert, uh, was on Fox News explaining why he made this move. The only okay. reason for that is that he is uh, really focused entirely on trying Trump during this campaign and, po and trying to convict him before the election. Uh, usually the Supreme Court likes to hear from multiple court of appeals. They certainly want normally to hear from at least one on these issues. Mm -hmm. And so they may not have the same sense of priority as Smith, uh, who seems almost obsessed uh, with trying Trump before the election. Is there any other reason other than politics to want to do that? Well, there's a tactical reason. If Trump wins, he can pardon himself, and then Smith will never see a jury in this case. It's like, yeah, I, I want to take him to trial, and if he wins the election, uh, he's taillights. Oh, this is really interesting. All the cards are being shown. This is a political thing. And so, at least to me, when the left freaks out or the likes of Joe Scarborough wet their pants and say, there are people in this country that are still going to vote for him, even though he could be a convicted felon. Because they see right through this yeah. for what it truly is. You know, well, by some letter of the law. Okay, maybe. They also but see please, the they know what it's really about. They see the alternative. The, the left? That guy again for four years. Yeah. Biden? Yeah. What do you mean? I don't know what you mean. No, I mean to vote for Trump. Like, they can't believe you're going to vote for Trump, blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah, over Biden. Over Biden, yeah. With everything going wrong exactly. in the country. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> of I mean, course. Independence? Yeah. They, they know what life Ex- was like exactly. under Trump. Yeah, that's my point. It's like, oh, you want to go back to how horrible everything was in 2019? Yeah. How horrible was it exactly? Right. Yeah, exactly. Other than the people talking about Trump all the time, norms, and never seen any president like this before, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. By the way, did you happen to see Wall Street Journal? Who had the op-ed in there? Andrew Cuomo. Really interesting. You know what he said? Hmm. This migrant crisis. <sighs> something needs to be done. Mm-hmm. This is tearing apart American cities. Yeah. Okay. So he's taking the shot right at the president. Yeah, he is. More than anything else. Saying, okay, you know what happens with these cities? They they get, you know, all of this influx of, you know, people here illegally. And then the cities fall apart. And so instead of saying all of our policies are the reason these cities are falling apart, it has to do with illegal immigration. And, of course, these, you know, border states are not doing what they should be doing by sending all of these illegals to these cities like New York and Chicago and D.C. But in the end... Okay, uh, this is a big problem, and this is what's tearing apart our cities. Mm-hmm. Well, you got exactly what you wished for. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, it's an interesting thing that's been kind of there. There have been rumblings going on about Andrew Cuomo uh, for numerous reasons. Carol Markowitz, I like her as a writer a lot. Me too. Um, and she writes for the New York Post, among others. Um, and she's been kind of tracking this for a while because she noticed that he was popping up, Andrew Cuomo. After being ousted from office or resigning, mm-hmm. uh, has been popping up in conservative media in New York. Yes, conservative media does actually exist in New York, believe it or not. Okay. Um, and it's it's kind of odd how frequently he's he's showing up to talk, and he's usually crapping all over Democrats. And so then the question is: Is he going to make another run for governor as a Republican? Interesting. And then the plot thickens. Because I don't think it'll be governor. Uh, what it looks like is he's gearing up for a run for mayor of New York City, uh, uh. potentially. And maybe as a Republican, maybe as an independent. But he, it is significant that he's been uh, polling it. Like, what are his odds? He's obsessed mm-hmm. with that kind of data. Yeah. And he's hired a Republican polling outfit to do the work for him. Wow. It's very interesting. Because in the end, you know who really did him in. It wasn't Republicans. It was the left. Yes. Wow. Yep. Really interesting. Um, One thing real quick, and we can get more into this later. It does look like Robbins is going to win the bet that the president of Harvard is still going to keep her job. I mean, I I, I, I take no joy from that either, by the way. No, but I mean. But no, I know. You win so few bets. I mean, it's a reason to celebrate. Celebrate the wins. Yeah. Our bet was by next Monday she would be fired. And it looks like, you know, the Harvard board jumping through some sort of hoops to say, no, we want her to stay. Yeah. Even though, yeah, it looks like there's a big problem with plagiarism and everything else. Yeah. They they said that uh, this is Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard. um, And she got she got in trouble, not just because she refused to say whether or not calls for killing Jews constituted harassment on campus. But she's also facing allegations of plagiarism for some articles and her own dissertation. Um, And they said, well, you know, the the fellows of the university reviewed these results, which revealed a few instances of inadequate citation. 
Yeah. While the analysis found no violation of Harvard standards, well, that's actually a lie, according to the letter of their own regulations. Uh, mm. They add, President Gay is proactively requesting four corrections in two articles to insert citations and quotation marks that were omitted. Now, to me, now I, I'm not I'm not a fancy Harvard fellow, <laughs> but if you're asking for these requ- or these these uh, uh, corrections after an investigation has found you were in violation, are you really proactively doing so? <laughs> no, no, no. Th- this is basically how Scott said it would turn out. Yes, yeah. there's all these different things, but in the end. And you wonder, hey, man, who knows? Uh, what if she was uh, white and straight and female? Dude. You think she'd be gone then? Well, well, male go, for sure. Well, yes, a dude, yeah. 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 Well, but the rest of it? Nah, I don't know. Maybe yeah, probably, I, though. Well, talk to the president of Penn, or I should say former president of Penn. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, because she's gone. Okay. What are Claudia's pronouns, by the way? I forgot. <laughs> I forgot, too. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm hearing some rumblings. I don't know if we got animal. By yeah, the way, they, if you're just joining us. They're here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we got a bat in the studio. A, a live uh, bat. Not, yeah. No, no, I was just, like, plugging in a laptop, and all of a sudden something flew out. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's a bat. It's a bat, and it's alive, and it's underneath a garbage can right now. Well, and we talked about this, you know, on the air different times. Mm-hmm. What was that? 10, 12 years ago, I had histoplasmosis yes. that you get from bat droppings. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. There were a while they thought I had lung cancer. Old smoker. I really don't want to get the histo again. Am I breathing in spores right now? Is I that don't what's know. happening? I imagine well, this thing's probably. If there's one, there's many. And I, I told you today, you know, if, I don't know if this will make you feel any better, but one bat in the studio is not appreciably worse than, you know, a couple hundred bats right above your head. Because like, we are on the top floor of this building, yeah. and they're right, yeah. You're just a raging anti-batite. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. it is? Holy crap, man. You couldn't make this stuff no, up. No, I know. I get it. I, like I, 10 I minutes to the, the start of the show, there's a bat. There's a freaking bat. Except you didn't say that. Uh, yeah. I, no, I... Oh, bleep. No, you were just like, oh, no. I got this. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> All right, we got to get to a news update. There's much more coming up right here. There's an easy way to get someone a gift they're sure to love. And that is the gift of meat. And not just any meat, Omaha Steaks. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code MBCR at checkout, you'll get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. This offer won't last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code MVCR at checkout. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com, take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code MVCR at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Do you hear that? 
asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting Primatine Mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. Twas the yikes before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring. Except Larry. See, the stockings weren't hung by the chimney with care because Larry's wallet was empty with no time to spare. So he went to Jackson Hewitt for a holiday loan, got money so fast, he rejoiced and went home. Avoid the yikes before Christmas. Go to Jackson Hewitt before it's too late. Get up to a thousand bucks fast, minus the weight. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. As far as we know, there's no bats in the studio. If you're just joining us, we did have one. Animal control just came into our studio and got the bat. I noticed the sophisticated way she put it in a Folgers can. (laughs) 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 That cracks me up, man. I thought there'd be some, like, steel cage or something they put him in. Nah. Well, you said he looked tired. He did. He looked like he'd been up all night. He probably has been. (laughs) Well, pick me up. Yeah. The coffee. Okay. Or it's a new uh, science project by Anthony Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. A lot going on. Um, you had this story about the Biden administration and this Hanukkah reception. What oh, is the deal with this? Dude, this is unreal to me. Um, it's being reported that there were several family members of the American citizen hostages who were missing in Gaza. They had asked the White House uh, if they could attend the Hanukkah reception that was happening last night. Yeah. No, they didn't get invites. What? (laughs) Some of the families are gathering in D.C. this week, by the way. Um, And it was celebrating uh, Hanukkah. You got 800 guests there, including Holocaust survivors, lawmakers, various Jewish leaders in attendance. But uh, apparently the, well, the guest list was set. Couldn't make room. All right. Even with everything going on, and this is families of people being held hostage, yeah, and you can't change the guest list. It's just what's done is done. More like you don't want the optics. No. It's already hurting you because crazy left people are thinking you're siding with Israel too much, so you don't want those optics out there because it could hurt you politically. It's so disgusting, mm-hmm. man. So many things that you see are all in the name of of a political win instead of just doing what is right so tired of seeing all that crap man oh man i did see this as far as holiday parties i don't know if you happen to see this but rsvping no to holiday parties is good for your health i hadn't heard that before because you don't eat and drink as much or yeah um it part of that is it um and part of it is just the stress of having too many events. So if you say no to a few, that yeah. that's actually mm. decent for your mental health. And that way you don't get all stressed out with too many things going on. Very true. You know, after a whole day hanging out with bats, you might just need to chill out for a while <laughs> instead of just another right. appearance somewhere. I don't know. I'm just saying. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story today, David. Uh, biggest story of the day. I mean, there are a couple of developments in the special counsel investigation into Donald Trump. Uh, Jack Smith, the special counsel, 
uh, one, wants to completely circumvent the appeals process and just go directly to the Supreme Court to find out whether or not he can uh, prosecute Donald Trump before the election and while the Republican presidential primary is going on. As Jonathan Turley put it, it's because he's obsessed with this thing going on during the election trial or during the election cycle. Okay. All right. We'll get to that. We also got a round of what's your story. And oh, news that you would want to know about, Scott. Oh, yeah. Cardi B is single again. Oh, daddy. Oh, yeah. It's all coming up right here on the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Hey, it's Jamie Markley. David Van Camp. Me, Scott Robbins. From the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Where we turn mundane into madness. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening on the radio. But have you dared to join in the fun online? Follow us on Instagram for video and behind-the-scenes content. Hey, is that a good idea that we do that? Sure, why not? You can also yell at us on X or Twitter. It's that thing Elon Musk runs. And Facebook, because Grandma deserves a daily dose of Barkley Van Camp and Robin. Yeah, stop doom-scrolling and stalking your old high school classmates. Search NVCR Show on Instagram, X, and Facebook. Because life's too short for boring radio shows. The Barkley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, before we get to uh, what's your story, um, who's talking here? This is Hunter Biden's lawyer? Uh, Yeah, well, Hunter Biden is facing a bunch of new federal charges over his failure to pay his taxes. Um, And his lawyer, Abby Lowell, tells MSNBC that's because, get this, uh, the Justice Department caved to right-wing media. That's funny. After the U.S. Attorney's Office was roundly criticized by folks on the right for making the appropriate resolution in June after a five-year investigation, they must have made the decision that says, we don't want that aggravation anymore. We don't want to be the brunt of that attack. So we're going to now pile on charge after charge. And what it will do is convince our critics that we're not being weak, we're not falling over, Mm -hmm. we're going to be tough, and we're going to look into every crevice. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Any legal mind that looked into the plea deal that they had for Hunter Biden was outraged. Like, you got to be kidding. You're giving this guy basically immunity for the rest of his life (laughs) after everything that he did? Mm -hmm. This covers everything else. The gun charge, the taxes, and anything else in the future. No, it doesn't work that way. And for not for that one judge to say, hold on a second. What? What? No, we're not doing this. Yeah. It would have just slid right through. No, yeah. They, the, the, the special counsel now uh, is doing this because he got caught yes. making a completely out-of-bounds plea agreement with Hunter Biden because his name is Hunter Biden. And I, I'm just telling you, the idea that the Justice Department or anybody working for the DOJ would cave to pressure from conservative media is straight-up laughable. I mean, the current attorney general literally went out there and said, firebombing a federal courthouse doesn't count as domestic terrorism if it happens at night. At night, that's right. Yes. That's just people, you know, protesting and fighting for justice. Right. 
That's what that is. I mean, if it was daytime, it'd be something different. No, they they've given cover for Joe and Hunter Biden for years now. That's what it is. Notwithstanding that they looked into every crevice for five years before they brought the June information. So are they looking at other things? I wouldn't be surprised if they reach back at a time that Hunter was in a stationary store when he was 11 and took a piece of bubble gum and see if they could charge that. Why did the whistleblowers come forward, Abby? Why? Why did they need to? Because the fix was in. So that Hunter Biden... Would get the plea deal. That was what it was all about. Let me ask you a question because I don't really know the answer to this, and maybe I should. Okay. But if, in fact, Joe Biden is the Democratic nominee, and if, in fact, Joe Biden is pretty soundly defeated, can Joe Biden, in fact, pardon his own kid before he leaves office? Sure. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. So he's got nothing to lose at that point, right? Oh, yeah, he can do that. I mean, he's already lost, and who cares? And I'm going to go ahead and do a bunch of pardons, and my kid's going to be one of them. People have already predicted that's exactly what will happen. Ain't that something? Yes. Yes. And you know what will be disgusting about that? Legacy media will stay with the talking point. This is just a father loving his son. son. Right. Oh, okay. Anybody else do the same thing? <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. That time of the show going around the table. May not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story? I don't know if you've seen this video. And, uh, okay, this is out of Lakewood, Colorado, uh, at the Gold Crown Fieldhouse. Fourth graders playing basketball. Fourth graders. Okay. Okay. It's in the middle of a game, and you start seeing two refs getting into it with one another, yelling at each other, fighting. And mm-hmm. another ref comes over to try to break them up, and right before, boom, fists start flying. Oh, yeah. Crazy They get video. into an actual fist fight in the middle of a fourth-grade basketball game. Wow. There is a little bit of audio that you can hear, and really it's just the guy who's closer to the camera. And if, you're, if you've been involved in youth sports at all, you know what Game Changer is. Oh, yeah. Where you can live stream sure. and give stats updates on, on youth sports. So there's some guy, I guess he's manning the camera, and you can hear him talking. Oh, my goodness. He just says, oh, my goodness. That's just what cracked me up. It's interesting. They're playing that. Actually, what is that? Is that Fox we have on right now? Yeah, Fox. Right now. So I'm I'm watching it for the first time. (laughs) Oh, man. It was a sucker punch. Yeah, just clocked him. Yeah. These don't look like old refs either. Uh, Look, no. The one dude that was throwing the punches, he looks pretty young. Yeah, the co- they left before the cops got there, but apparently they are no longer uh, in, in, in the employ of the people who were putting on these events. Wow. It Holy was crazy. Smokes. I've never seen refs fight each other. Seen them argue with one another, but yeah. never fight like that. Wow. Well, it's fourth grade. Hey, man, everything's on the line. Right. What The good news, honestly, this will sound terrible. They're all the same race, the people that are fighting. Yeah. At least you don't have some sort of narrative of it was a racial fight. Right, no, right. people are the same race that are in yeah. this fight. So at least we don't have to hear some sort of nonsense about that. Okay. For what's your story today, Scott, what do you got? Um, well, uh, this is happening at some places around the country. You know about the book bans, don't you? Because it's happening in Florida. No, it's not. There are no book bans. Oh, Ron DeSantis, come on. I've read about it. Ron DeSantis is banning books right and left <laughs> in, in Florida. So a bunch of uh, jackasses at Barnes & Noble have decided nationwide they're going to put up a big display in their store that says, banned books. Okay. Now, 
banned books, just so we're clear, cannot be sold under any circumstances, correct? Because they're banned. <laughs> Except they're not. No, that's just wordsmithing that works for the left. So you're telling me I can buy a banned book. Ah, that's amazing. Thank you, Barnes & Noble, for that. Okay. Unbelievable. Yeah, there's pictures of them all over the place. You've been a fan of that store for I years, I still am. Too. No, my local has not done it that I know of. Okay. All but, right. I, again, I have been a few, well, few I, weeks since I've been there. I just want to let you know, Scott, Barnes & Noble hates you. <laughs> they hate God. They hate your God. <laughs> yeah. They hate your right. family. They hate your worldview. They hate your politics. <laughs> hates you personally and damn them to hell. Yeah. <laughs> when Robbins and I worked together in the mid-90s, I'll never forget it was a Friday. <clears throat> I said, so you got anything going on this weekend? Like, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I'm just going to wake up, get a cup of coffee, and then I'm going to go over to Barnes & Noble. I like to spend you know, a lot of time there. I just listen to music and read you know, parts of books and things like that. And at the time, I'd never heard of it. No, I know. And you've reminded me of that for years. Well, you know what you called it. I do remember, yes. Books and Noble. What, books and Noble? <laughs> you hang out there all day? Really? How lame is that? Barkley. Who does that? Now, now I can say I know a guy that hangs out at Books and Noble. This began a 30-year friendship. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. It's part of it. I'm still the dork. Uh, yep. I never said that. No, you have. Okay, go ahead. That's all right. Dorky, maybe. Okay. Uh, lame. Yeah, lame dorky. Yeah, okay. Same thing. Uh, my story, they do it every year. It's the Google's year in search 2023. And so you go through the different stats of this, like news topics that were Googled the most. And this is just the United States. The war in Israel and Gaza was number one. Mm. Probably not a big surprise. The Titanic submarine was second. Really? Well, that, that gripped the nation, man. It did, but it's one of those things, being in, I guess, the news cycle every day, yeah. I had forgotten about that. I had, too. Um, Hurricane Hillary. Mm -hmm. um, and then it was another couple of uh, hurricanes. Then the top memes that were searched. Kevin James was first. Oh, yeah. Ohio second. Police girl third. Folding chair fourth. And Smurf cat at number five. Okay. Some of those you may not know. No, I don't. Um, the top trends that were searched. The Roman Empire trend. Oh, that weird. Yeah. yeah that, that strange. Yeah, I don't. If you could explain that in two sentences, David, how would you explain it? Well, it. For whatever reason, it went viral, uh, a claim that men think about the Roman Empire at least once a day. Yes. Yeah. Then trying to make sense of that. Not this, man. The second trend that was most searched was the moon phase trend. Are you familiar? No. David? No, I'm not. Then the AI yearbook trend. Followed by the Instagram notes number trend. Hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I didn't get caught up in a lot of those trends. No. Okay. Then, uh, I didn't know they kept this, but the top, how often trends of the year? How often do you think about the Roman Empire was first? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> how often is the World Baseball Classic was second, Scott? Well, I don't care about that. How often is the Blue Moon? And how often is the World Cup? The fifth, remember, how often do trains derail? Because that was a big story. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Was a, yeah. Um, and then, you know, 
parts of your life, David, you've been a bit of a foodie. Mm -hmm. I thought you might have a little interest in the top recipes that were searched this year. Okay. The Grimace Shake was first. Okay. (laughs) Lasagna Soup, second. What? What what intarnation is lasagna soup? I was hoping, honestly, dude, that you would tell us. I know. I thought he would, too. Is that like like tomato bisque, but you put lasagna noodles in it? Maybe. It doesn't sound terrible. No. Someone was just really drunk trying to make a lasagna and then called it soup. There you go. It worked. Yeah. Chicken cobbler was third. Chicken cobbler? Yes. Ugh. <laughs> well, I bet that'd be pretty good. It's like a chicken yeah. casserole, you know. Yeah, it's like a, a cobbler, big pot though? pie. I think a sweetness with cobbler. <laughs> I, Cobbler's I would think just a funny name. It just is. <laughs> it's it's again. It's a it's a chicken pot pie that someone really drunk tried to make, and they said, "Screw it, I'm calling it cobbler." It, it may not be bad to be honest. And then black cake was fourth, and then the pumptini fifth. That's like a pumpkin spice martini, I assume. I'm guessing. No thanks. But there you go. Some of the year in searches. It's always fun. Pumptini. The Pumptini. Pumptini cobbler. Mm-hmm. All right. More to get to. Uh, the Sports Illustrated CEO is fired over what scandal? Oh, we got to get to that story. Much more coming up right here. There's an easy way to get someone a gift they're sure to love. And that is the gift of meat. And not just any meat, Omaha Steaks. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code MBCR at checkout, you'll get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. This offer won't last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code MVCR at checkout. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com, take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code MVCR at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. Thanks to Total Wine, you saved more on all the gifts for the ones you adore. Wines and beers all nestled on shelves. Got some advice from our helpful elves. Oh, so, so many gifts to explore when you go, go to Total Wine and more. Bottles so delightful, whoa, whoa, whoa. Price so amazingly low, low, low. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and more. Drink responsibly, B21. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you very much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. What's the deal with the Sports Illustrated CEO? Well, I remember we talked about this, I think it was last week, 
where uh, the tech blog Futurism uh, discovered that there were a lot of articles on Sports Illustrated's website written by people that didn't exist. And Unbelievable. Their headshots were actually AI generated and were for sale on AI generated headshot on some website that sells those things. Well, you don't even have enough money to fake some? Right. You're going to go get them off a website? Right. You just can't create your own just from, like, people you know? Right, exactly. You can't. Unreal. (laughs) Just, like, get your buddy, you know, to pose for a picture or something like that. Um, And so they said, the company said, no, they they weren't actual articles. They were product reviews that were provided by a third party. Essentially, it was paid content. But it was deceptive because it wasn't obvious that it was paid content. Like people reading it would would think this is a real right. article that's been put on SportsIllustrated.com, and to me the bigger story wasn't about Sports Illustrated. It was about how quickly we are careening towards a future where you will literally not ever be able to know what's real and what's not. And it's already hard enough right now. Yes, but I mean when you have fairly convincing bios of people who don't exist who are writing articles that aren't actually news articles, but a lot of people were duped by it, that's a problem. I mean, it's kind of funny right now, but, man, th- this is the brave new world that we're looking at. Um, the Arena Group, which owns uh, Sports Illustrated, they have fired the CEO, Ross uh, Levinson. Uh, apparently, there have been a lot of layoffs going on, and they didn't explicitly say uh, it had anything to do with this, but certainly, you know, in, in that business, in the magazine publishing business, you can't afford to have that kind of scar on your record. No doubt. Uh, moving forward. Well, okay, it's Sports Illustrated, okay. Get that. But honestly, one of the problems we talk about all the time is that so many people in the United States have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Because you have legacy media lying to them pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. This just makes it more of a challenge with all the AI stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I do think it's kind of interesting that the magazine that only is in existence because they, they publish pictures of boobs once a year <laughs> has more integrity <laughs> than Harvard. Wow. You put it like that, that's really true. Oh, it is true. Yeah, because at some point... Yes, way before you were born, David, in 87, Sports Illustrated was a big deal. And they didn't need the swimsuit issue to sell subscriptions. And then it got to the point where, okay, so people would sign up because they would get the swimsuit edition and some crappy pullover or something. Right. And so they would just sign up for it. Oh, okay, this is a deal. And then, of course, like so many other things. I was a subscriber. Yes, when I was a kid. I remember, dude, It was. it's not like you're – you know, just making up the story for fun. I will never forget the Cheryl Teague's issue came out swimsuit. And my mom was like, what is that? And it was crazy. You couldn't believe it because it was the fishnet thing. Yeah. But David, you don't know of this. This would have been like, what, 1978? Probably. Totally kinda. see-through. Yeah. I was like, I don't think it's that big a deal, Mom. It's still burned, <laughs> still burned into my brain. I can recall it every now and then if I need to. It, you know what? We talked about this a few years ago, and somebody pulled up the picture. Mm-hmm. What is so strange about it is at that time, I don't know how I can say this and be politically correct without just saying it. Uh, she looked like what? Let's just say voluptuous. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. By today's standards, not no. so much. No. 
It's just how body styles, I guess, have changed or have been right. <clears throat> enhanced, however uh, yeah, you want to put it. probably the enhancement part. Yes. Well, nothing's real anymore. Well, yeah. I mean, it isn't. Yes, you see, in a lot I of mean, ways. Bouncing quarters off their forehead. I mean, you could. His skin stretched so tight. I mean, and that's just the beginning. Bouncing quarters off their forehead. The, yeah, like a the last of that <laughs> just sentence is what you. really surprised right. me more right. than anything. <laughs> okay, uh, switching gears. Did you see this? The advice for a while, if you worked in a job where you sat most of the day, it's not good for you, it's not how we were built, it would be better to have a standing desk. Mm-hmm. I've messed around with that a little bit. The new advice is to just sit on the floor. Really? Yeah. And people say, well, that's not really comfortable. And that's the point. Because you'll keep moving your body in different ways to try to get comfortable. And you won't be there for all that long, which is a good thing. But I'm not quite sure how you're supposed to get a whole lot of stuff done while you sit on the floor. All right. I mean, we're certainly all going to try it on the air just to see how it goes. Gotta be able right. to get up. I can't. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. As we wrap up the year, we just want to sprinkle some joy your way. Wishing you a Christmas that's as merry as a kid opening up that first present under the tree. And a 2024 that loves you as much as Major League Baseball hates me. Stick around for more talk, more laughter, and maybe a few resolutions we'll try to keep. Does Robin still have that Fitbit Markley gave him? How about adding mind your own business to your resolutions, pal? From the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show to you, have a warm and wonderful Christmas season. Jamie Markley. David Van Camp and Scott Robbins. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Sometimes David will send us a headline, Scott. Yep. Um, then I'm like, okay, is this real? Zelensky quotes Reagan. Is oh. that real, David? Yeah, that's real. Uh, Come so, on, man. Yeah, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is in the U.S. And he uh, spent a little bit of time lecturing uh, our country about how we should be passing laws and spending money to help his country. Uh, saying that, you know, it's a gift to Putin that you guys are talking about little things like spending wait a second he is the leader of one of the most corrupt countries in the world and has been for quite a long time yeah uh-huh. fix your own problems first shut it yeah oh and how now- about a little more graciousness a little more appreciation that would be nice yeah i mean there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it you can come hat in hand and say Look, uh, you know, I know that you've got problems, and we've, but we really appreciate your help, and we'd really appreciate a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. That's one way of going about it. But by saying, like, oh, your little minor squabbles on Capitol Hill are getting in the way of my war. That's not the about way to do it. About our border. Yeah, right. About 100,000 people dying of fentanyl overdoses. Don't stop talking about all that stuff. I got this war going on. Yeah. Uh, and then he decided to quote Ronald Reagan. Okay. We can show our children, grandchildren, what real confidence is, as was shown to us, to us when in Berlin, the great words were spoken, tear down this wall. 
We need no less confidence now than President Reagan had then. Okay. All right. Does he think that's going to speak to some certain people on Capitol Hill? Well, the funny thing is that there are a lot of other quotes you could have pulled, and uh, what they actually pulled was the first thing that comes up when you Google Ronald Reagan quotes. No way. Are you sure? Really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Because I'm thinking, like, tear down this wall. Like, yeah, obviously that's a uh, seminal moment in, in world history and in the legacy of Ronald Reagan, certainly. But... There may be some other things. It just didn't really make sense to me. Like tear down this wall. I there's not a wall there. I don't know. It doesn't make sense in the current situation, other than you're talking about Russia. But that's about it. Tear down the part of the wall that you guys got built on I, the southern border. I no. I don't I, know. No, he's he's not talking about the. He's talking about support of Ukraine against I Russia. Know. And I I, I know I. I don't know. It makes no sense. It, you know, I understand he's going to do whatever he can to get more money for his war. And that's part of his job. I just don't like the tactics. I think it's irritated a lot of people for a while. I don't think we're the only ones. Well, it's worked for him. Oh, boy. Um, political news. You know who's going to take a larger role in Joe Biden's reelection campaign? Yes, I do. And I can't wait. Okay, did someone ask this person? I just love solving problems. Well, you need Hillary have, Clinton. You need to have one election denier on board, don't you? Well, they got a lot of them, actually. But the only election they deny is the one that Trump won well, in 2016. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you need to have somebody on board. Okay. You Why know, her, by the way? I think she just inserted herself. And Jeez. the Clintons still apparently have a lot of power. Oh, gosh. Yeah. As far as... D.C. Democratic politics. Well, they know where a lot of bodies are buried because they put them in the ground. Well, yeah. Was Bette Midler busy? (laughs) (laughs) They control a lot of money. I know, I know. I get it, I guess. But who's listening to her? Well, that's just it. Yeah, I mean, come on. But again, we had this conversation not long ago because that's one of the, quote, rumors out there that they're just going to bring her right in. You know, somewhere in 2024 when Joe goes out there and says, you know, I can't do this. I think Van Camp said it. Parachute her in. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's something that's been talked about. I look at the Democrat field, and that's the only candidate that I could see actually having a chance. Yeah, I think Gavin Newsom, that might have been a trial run, that debate with Hannity on the yeah. national stage, and he failed it. Got shellacked. Yeah. So outside of Hillary, who's it going to be? Because Michelle Obama really doesn't want it. I mean, if you look at the real clear politics betting averages, Michelle Obama's ahead of Hillary. Yeah, but I don't think Michelle Obama's ahead of Kamala. Yeah. Well, I'm ahead of Kamala. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Scott Robbins, not a Democrat, polling in the Democrat primary. Yeah. Better than than uh, than Kamala Harris. Probably. I I think that probably is the bigger play is, you know, Hillary's going to try to get involved in this as best she can and be a good team player. And then around the convention next summer, uh, Joe's going to say, you know what, we're going to have an open convention, and may the odds be ever in your favor, any candidates throwing their hat in the ring. And if Hillary Clinton says, I'm going to do it, who's going to stop her? Well, no, because the power brokers of the Democratic Party will make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, NBC 
put in their piece about it. Uh, Hillary's popular with women in key parts of the Democratic base and remains a fundraising draw who can help ensure Biden has the money to get his message out. Popular with women. Not after 2016. You remember the polling? Yeah. In 2017, and there were plenty of people saying, you need to go away now. And I don't, I haven't seen the demographics, but I got to believe. It's Democratic voting women over the age of 65. Outside of that, what demographic does she have? I I don't know. I mean, I just, I find, I've thought she had reduced herself to just being wildly unpopular except to a sliver of the population that continued to give her money yes it's amazing though it's like one thing after another and then it's the letter to mom you know when i was going to give my acceptance speech as president and then she's weeping as she's giving it some netflix thing or whatever it's like she keeps getting money it's like where where's the fan base at i just don't ever hear anybody talking about that okay meanwhile uh, Bill Maher has offended an actress with a joke. Yeah, liberal talk show host Bill Maher made an actress cry because he made a joke. What? This is part of a show he does where he, you know, I, I think we played clips with uh, him interviewing different people in pop culture uh, yeah. where he basically just smokes weed with them. Yes. Uh, and uh, Bella Thorne was on this one, and he made a little joke. I it, it, Kind of funny joke. I mean... I don't find it I don't offensive. mean to put you on the spot. Bella Thorne, what would she be I, you know, famous She's famous because she looks good. Got it. Actress, okay. model, Bella Thorne, activist. Okay. okay. Can't leave that part out. No, he I made don't. a joke about trans people. Uh-oh. I think there's some uh, money to be made in some sort of exchange with everyone switching where, like, you know, if you need a penis, take a penis. If you have a penis, give a penis. Maybe Bitcoin could be involved and you could, you know, no? I just don't like joking about... Oh, um, Bella. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We didn't know her delivery was going to be like that. Robbins uh, is going to have a hard time making uh, it through this now. Yeah, yeah. Not a funny joke, but offensive. No. Okay, go on. I know that you like to. You kids, you wake up offended. No, I'm 100% offended. Like when when I think about, you know, someone's trauma and someone, the videos that I have seen. Is she wasted too? Sounds like Uh, a little stone to the eye. Yeah. Yeah. That are so, like, so bad. And. Uh But you can... When people have to worry about walking on the street, just being themselves, like, <laughs> that's anxiety. That's why I don't like to, like, joke about it because, you know, someone hears it and on a public platform is so bad because you're, like, kind of low-key spreading, like, this, like, oh, ha, 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 ha. And it's, like, it's, it's uh, not funny. Uh-oh. Scott, you've talked about the weeping drunk many yes, times. Many, Usually many an old times. dude. Yeah, at the end of the bar. That gets weepy yeah. in an emotional moment. Yeah. His whole life was shattered because of alcohol, but now he's remorseful for it. Yes. Hasn't quit drinking, but it's still No, no, like... no. But he misses his kids more when he's drunk. <laughs> he hasn't seen him in 20 years, but hey. But this isn't that. This is like the stoned stone, young woman. You, I just see the slits of eyes, you know, the whole stone to the bone. That's afraid to walk down the street. When is that happening? That's, see, that's the thing. That's the narrative all the time, isn't it? Well... I mean, on the, what what is it, Trans Day of Remembrance or whatever? Yes. Yeah. Where the White House says, here are like 23 people who were murdered this year, and we're going to honor right. their legacy. And it's like, well, 
Uh, most of them were killed by someone they know, like a, a boyfriend or girlfriend. And then some of them tried to kill cops. Well, yeah, there is that. And too. they got they found out what happens when you come in second in a quick draw competition with a police officer. You get killed. I just realized something. I mean, it's not anything you probably haven't thought of before. But you get a lot of these far-left people that start crying about something. It's something that doesn't exist. But the idea has been put into their right. mind so many times that they think it's real. Yeah. People walking in fear down the street that someone's going to kill them because we hear about trans violence all the time. Because Bill Maher made a joke. <laughs> but, David, you've had the stats on that. Yeah. They're more protected than anybody else in the United States. Oh, relative. If you actually look at, you know, relative to the estimated population and, and the risk of death uh, by murder, uh, it is the safest demographic in America. And it's not even close. Yes. But she's weeping about it. They're, it was like Van Jones with immigrants and babies snatched away and sent oh, the parents yes. gone and all that stuff. In the If you're an immigrant, <laughs> you don't have to worry if the president's going to be happier to have babies snatched away or send dreamers back for no reason. Relax. It didn't happen. I like that. For no reason. Other than they sneaking in illegally. But besides that, nah. Yeah, no, nothing else. Nothing else. Yeah. My gosh. It's like, oh, ha, 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 And it's like. <laughs> Relax. It's okay. It's going to be all right. It's just another lint head. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hey, there's some science behind this song now. Some people love it. Some people hate it. You hear it a lot this time of year. Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't think there are many fans of it on this show. I don't really mind it that much. But... I don't. I don't hate it. I thought you said you hated it I don't before. Know. I, I, David hates it. I, 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 I love Paul McCartney, but that is a terrible song. Okay. Um, Hooky. There's a musicologist that laid out reasons why people either really love it or hate it, and there's not much in the middle, it seems. Um, part of its structure. As a music guy, well, I mean, I think we're all music guys, but David, you've studied music, say more. Um the song's verse, chorus, verse structure is simple to a fault, but at the same time, the song's harmonic patterns patterns are diabolically complex hmm. because the chords are deep and jazzy. So drawing on the rich harmonic vocabulary of the 40s and 50s pop music when most of the current holiday canon was composed. So it's more complex than maybe some give credit for. And then there's the sense. Yeah. Synths? Yeah. Synthesizers. Oh, the synths. Okay. Yes. Yeah, he, um, he did it himself, I'm sure. It was pretty new at the time. Yeah. Maybe if it didn't have that in it, it wouldn't be so polarizing. That's a little dated now. Yeah. And then the lyrics are just simple and repetitive. They are. Do you know how many times simply having a wonderful Christmas time is repeated in the song? Oh, Closest two wins. Oh, David? Uh, 32. I'll say 27. It's 17. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I only gave you three, okay? That's it. I just, I find that stuff interesting. It's bouncy. It's fun. That song, yeah, is, I, a, you know, that song is a war crime. <laughs> <laughs> if it's that or the John Lennon, Happy Christmas War is over, I'll take McCartney all just day. Throw me in the gulag. Yeah.
All right. News update and much more straight ahead. Getting ahead of your irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBS-C by treating it with Linzess. Then you could start proactively managing your constipation with belly pain and get ahead of your symptoms. Talk to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBS-C in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Honey, come here, quick. What is it? Shh, check it out. All these highly rated wines are under $20. Total Wine must have made a mistake. <laughs> nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here. Whoa, that's a low price. I mean, whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, B21. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. The cartels are running the border. We know that. Uh What's the story here, David? Oh, yeah. Well, several Border Patrol sector chiefs have testified in the last few months in Congress uh, about exactly how much the cartels control who is coming across the border and who's not allowed to. And the brutality that's on display, this was written up in the Daily Caller, is astounding. Uh, Border Patrol Chief of the Laredo Sector, uh, Joel Martinez, testified in June, well, for starters, if you go down the river without their permission, every section of river has a boss that owns that particular part of the river. If you go down there without their permission, they can either beat you or hit you with like a paddle. They've been known to shoot people. You name it. That's how they rule, through intimidation. So that's very common practice. So the buoys that Texas put up, it's not like they grab them out of the water and hit them over the head with them. Uh, No. Uh, It's worse than the buoys. Yeah, a little worse than the buoys, yeah. Yeah. A little worse than a wall. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, the other day, this is what he said, we had two people wash up on our shores. They had no identification on them, but were thinking they were migrants that went down there without permission. One of them had his head halfway blown off, and the other was shot between the eyes. Joe Biden thinks that this border plan is compassionate. Dude. Yeah. Oh, no. 
in in a humane way. Christmas time, man. You have to have fun. You play that no, on a it's loop. not. It's not at the border, Joe. Joe Biden doesn't know what his border plan is. Telling you, he doesn't he, know. Golly, if you play oh, that man. song at the border, everyone is going to run away. They'll be going back to Venezuela in a hurry. Screw this. Yeah, forget oh. it. Huh. By the way, did you guys hear the story about you know it was like one of the you know like radio stations that puts on a big like sort of Christmas show and a bunch of bands play. Yeah, they did that and the band Garbage was playing. Yeah, have you heard about this? Nope. Oh wow, man. Um, you know, Garbage, Shirley Manson, big in the nineties. You know. Oh yeah. I like Garbage. It's good. So they're playing this set, and all of a sudden, two girls start fighting, like wailing one another. And Shirley Manson, the singer of Garbage, has had enough and starts to go off. Oh, wow. Oh, it's pretty entertaining. What the f*** is wrong with you? I don't know what the story is. Quite frankly, I don't care. Is it you, mate? Okay, I don't care who it is. I want it to stop. You hear the one guy in the crowd go, bah humbug. (laughs) Do we not have enough going on in the world? If you pull any in our show, you'll be tossed out. So you've had one warning. Yeah, next time you're out, we're not having it. It's supposed to be a Christmas party, for crying out loud. Wow. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay, biggest story today, David. I don't know. that. I got distracted there. That reminded me of going to a Kings of Leon concert years ago. Yeah. Guys were trying to mosh in in front of the stage. Lead singer stops as he's introing a song. Stops. Shuts down the band, looks down, and very, very kindly says, why don't y'all just stop y'all's fighting? And then they go back to playing the song. (laughs) And they did stop their fighting. Yeah, when everything all of a sudden goes silent? Yeah. Yeah. You feel people looking around? Okay, I guess we could stop fighting. I got one, but I'll save it. Oh, that you've seen? Yeah. Oh, we need it before the end of the show. Yeah. Um, Man, oh, man, I heard... Tucker Carlson and Megyn Kelly going after some media people. You'll want to hear this. We'll get to that and much more coming up. Hey, it's Jamie Markley. David Van Camp. Me, Scott Robbins. From the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Where we turn mundane into madness. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening <laughs> on the radio. But have you dared to join in the fun online? Follow us on Instagram for video and behind-the-scenes content. Hey. Is that a good idea that we do that? Sure, why not? You can also yell at us on X or Twitter. It's that thing Elon Musk runs. And Facebook, because Grandma deserves a daily dose of Markley, Van Camp, and Robin. Yeah, stop doom-scrolling and stalking your old high school classmates. Search MVCR Show on Instagram, X, and Facebook. Because life's too short for boring radio shows. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer. That's Scott Robbins. Okay, uh, mean Republicans only going after Hunter uh, because he's the president's son and they want to get Joe Biden. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Hunter Biden is facing a bunch of new federal charges because, well, he didn't pay his taxes. Uh, he was writing off things like uh, hookers and blow. Um, and the amount of money, that. too, dude, that's insanity. Yeah, oh, man. 
Never seen anything like it. Nope. His lawyer, Abby Lowell, tells MSNBC, hey, you know, this is all because his dad's the president, right? Enough of this guy. It's just yet another way that Hunter's uh-huh. been treated differently than others in similar circumstances would be treated. It's because he is the son of the president who's named Biden. The Republicans and anybody else that's been investigating on the right wing media, for example, have Biden tried to say that President Biden has done something wrong. They can't find a shred of evidence because he hasn't. All right. That's just a flat out lie. I realize that's a lawyer. That's Hunter's just lawyer. But come on. Telling it over and over and over again. And it's a trick for them to try to make Hunter Biden a sympathetic character. You think about left-wing politics. Isn't Hunter Biden representative of everything they hate? Well, he's white, male, privileged, straight, privileged. Yeah. Daddy got him everything. Yep. Got him these jobs making millions of dollars. Blows it all on women, hookers, blow, and everything else. He should be the poster child of everything the left hates, yet he becomes a sympathetic figure. It's something. Well, yeah. they keep saying the child of, and again, this is like he's 14 years old. He's 56. <laughs> Stop with the child nonsense. It goes on. And yet they want this to be an issue. And what they've successfully done, because they go out on the airwaves and people don't understand the difference between truth and misinformation, (laughs) is basically saying, okay, I can't get the president, so I'll besmirch his son in a way to suggest that there's something going on between the two of them. That's why it is because his last name is Biden, because of his proximity to his dad, who has been a supportive father to his son through all the best and worst parts of Hunter's life. And that's what makes this different. Okay. It's just absolute nonsense. Where did they run that, by the way? Where's that from? That was on Morning Joe. Of course it was. Okay. This is a good time to transition. We're going to get to Morning Joe. This takes a second, though, okay? Yesterday we were talking about Tucker Carlson announced he's got his own streaming platform, okay? He's on with Megyn Kelly yesterday. You know, talking about the new venture, but before they get to that, they're talking about how he got fired at Fox and, you know, everything that went down. And one of the things he started talking about was that, you know, he believes um, an audience wants you to be honest. Even if you're wrong at times and you're proven wrong, that's what he believes. But the audience can tell if you're trying to tell the truth. I think that's true. You know, there's a need for people who are honest, not always right. I mean, I'll speak for myself. I've been wrong a lot. I have some views that, on, in retrospect, turned out to be stupid. I know I'll have more of those. Yeah, okay. I think we could all say that if we're being yeah. honest. Yeah. Now, it's something that we'll talk about, you know, on air, off air. Yeah, you get it wrong. And sometimes it's somebody else on the show is going to remind you how you got it wrong at that point in time. Hey, remember your buddy at that time? I, and I think that kind of makes it fun because that's real life you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so as they're having that conversation then tucker goes on to talk about corporate narratives and you see this all the time there's a certain narrative and they're just going to follow it and that really is the way they they see the world all these companies then you miss all the other amazing stuff that's going on around the world like you stop being curious and that is the thing that strikes me about corporate media is their incuriosity yes And then so he goes on for a while and Megyn Kelly brings up um, a lack of curiosity with a number of stories over time because companies have a narrative. We're going to get to Joe Scarborough. Don't worry. But listen to this story first. This is why they were so wrong on COVID. 
and they were so wrong on Russiagate. And they have, yes, there are ideological biases there too, but they drive the mission of what dear leaders yes. going to say. What, yes. what is the message? They're not driven by truth. And even at Fox, you know, you were there. I think you were there when this happened. I know I was there when after Romney lost in 2012, Roger did the complete reset, including with Paul Ryan and some others on, now we're going to be pro illegal immigration. Now we're going to be pro um, finding a path to amnesty. Like we're going to do a 180. And I- talk about Roger Ailes, who ran Fox at the time, right. right? Okay. And I remember watching like Hannity, who I, I think we both like, you know, on the air, who had been pushing exactly the opposite up until like the night of election, have to try to do a 180 because the message had come down from above. Marco Rubio, that's actually the name I was looking for. They were all on board this sort of gang of eight. This was the new, and it was like, how is this honest, right? It's like, no, it feels like not. a surrender as opposed to just reporting what's real, what the real problems are, and letting the viewers exactly. figure out what the right solution is. Just to say, we've never had any of our bosses tell us what to say Ever. about opinions politically or whatever, at least as far as I can remember. Do you oh, remember, no, David? It, no. I mean, I'm trying to remember the last time I even talked to our boss. It's like, <laughs> I don't even know if we have one. In like six or seven months, maybe. Well, everything's going okay. When everything's going okay, I think that's the way yeah. it goes a lot of times. Yeah. If something starts going haywire, then, <laughs> then you hear from him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then Tucker um, goes into this bit, and this is where we get to Joe Scarborough. Because he, he's saying, hey, I always told Fox, I'm just going to tell the truth. If you don't like it, take me out the air. That's why I wasn't that upset when they did. But if you don't, if you go along with their lies, it hollows you out inside. And you become this kind of desiccated, desperate, fearful person. And boy, you see that on the faces of so many people on, on television. I, I look at Joe Scarborough, who I knew really well. And I always thought a lot of him, I not always agree with him, but he's smart. He's quite smart. I mean, that is true because I know him really well. And then he starts to go along with these lies and all this. I'm not going to beat up on Joe Scarborough, but you look at him and you're like, this is a man Time who's out. on the road. <laughs> I'm not going to beat up on him, but man, I'm yeah. beating the crap out of him. Holy crap. But you look at him and you're like, this is a man who is on the run from himself, from everyone around him. And he's just like desperate to to play this role. And it, that's just hell. Like I would never live like that. And there's no reason ever to live like that. <laughs> Isn't that one of the worst mm. things you can say about somebody? Yeah. Wow. That's true. I mean, and I, 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 I'm i with him on this because, I mean, there was a time when I thought, and it, not that long ago, a little less than 10 years ago, when I thought Morning Joe on MSNBC was, even if I disagreed with him, was interesting conversation because you would have different viewpoints. Now it's the freaking Mean Girls Club. Yes, it's a completely yeah. different show than ten yeah. years. And there's ago. no joy in that show at all. Well, you don't None. learn anything on that show. No, and there's and it, it's depressing. I mean, everything's dark. Everything's terrible. Everything, you know, it's just it. That's that's the show. Yes, I, you know, the thing is, the far left men and women you know are the un, some of the unhappiest people I've ever met in my life. They're just unhappy people. Yes, I've seen that. And it's it's churning constantly. They they are oppressed or somehow uh, you know and the oppressor is someone you need to go after because everyone's an oppressor of course. and you're oppressed. It's it's crazy, but it's true. Well, there were so many people that thought if Trump lost in 2020, then even though politically they may not agree with some of the things that were going on, the country was going to settle down. There was going to be some sort of peace. Right. Not at all. Not, not even close. Not even close.
because they just move on to another target or whatever. I mean, it's the whole thing, though. Because in the end, right. they yeah. want to change the country from the inside out. But and until you, the entire mission's done, they're going to stay on that. How do you watch that and not come away from it on, and every day or every morning or whatever, psychologically all screwed up? Oh, you would be. Because you're depressed all the time because the world's coming to an end all the time. Yes. Yes. These people. I know. <laughs> Golly. I just found that to be Yeah, Well, it is. Yeah. Um. Well, we don't need to stay a long time on this. There was a story today out of the Wall Street Journal. The title, The Math for Buying a Home No Longer Works. These charts show you why. And yes, if you're a first-time home buyer or looking to buy a home, it's just not a great market for a number of different reasons that you probably already know. Oh, yeah. It's upside down right now to buy a starter home. I mean, it, just on the interest rates alone, it's not worth it. Um, no, you, it's all changed in just a few years' time. You're better off renting. Uh, by the way, you know, uh, the White House is working hard on that. No Are joke. They? This was this morning on CNBC, economic advisor in the White House, uh, Lael Brainerd, talked about housing in particular, about how it's a terrible time especially for first-time home buyers. Housing uh, costs are still unaffordable for so many Americans. Uh, rent uh, is still too high. It is coming down, as you said, uh, but it's still very unaffordable for many Americans. Uh, and for first-time home buyers, um, it is still uh, a very um, challenging picture. So we're working hard on that. Working hard on it. Well they, they, well, they do that. I mean, they, Tools in the toolbox. Constantly working yeah. towards a, some sort of completion, although well, nothing's ever completed. It's either that or you, honestly, you don't know how good you have it. You just don't right. understand mathematics. Right. It's like, what? I don't understand that. You didn't carry the one. If you carry the one, it looks good. Yeah. Speaking of mathematics mm -hmm. and money, just asking the question, and I didn't put that question out there. This was some TikToker, but it's going all over online. Someone offers $200,000 for your dog. Do you sell your dog? Yeah. You do. Yep. I don't have a dog. Then, then the next thing they ask is, well, do you have a cat? Yes. Two hundred grand for your cat. Mm. Yep. I don't know, man. I even looking at me when they take him away. I don't know if I could stand that. I don't know if I could live with myself after that. $200,000? Yeah, probably. I probably would. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I got to tell you, I am really surprised. I figured David would say yes. I am surprised that you would say yes. Well, I got to thinking about it in my head. And, and I mean, I'm assuming I'm giving him to a good home. Let's say, for sake of argument, yes. Then this all started with this TikTok. It wouldn't bother name? me as much. Alexis Elliott mm -hmm. got a Doberman puppy, like six months old, and claimed that someone offered to buy the dog for $200,000, and she turned him down. Saying she felt like she birthed it. Okay. Well, that's a little... Okay, so she's dumb and yep. or a liar. Um, so she said she'd never sell her dog for any amount of money, but wanted to know what other people would do. So the question was $200,000. And do you feel like it would be selling your kid? Obviously, David, you don't feel that way. Uh, no. I'd be selling the dog for two hundred k because I've got kids. Yeah. I mean, you could get another dog if you wanted to for cheaper. Yeah. I know I mean, it's not, not the, the same, same dog. dog. Right. You know that. Yeah. Um, most of the people in 
the comment section of that post, the original post, would take the money. So don't feel too bad. Yeah. What if it's fifty grand? No, my cat's not going anywhere for fifty grand. Seventy-five. No. What about what you have two cats? You you only talk about the boy cat. You don't talk about the well. I mean, cat. the girl cat too. I mean, I love them both, but you know. Which one would you sell first? Girl cat. <laughs> See, <laughs> at least you admit it. Why, mi- why do you hate women? <laughs> I feel bad for your girl cat. She's mistreated. She's great. She doesn't get she's, the same love. No, she's a different cat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a ban on menthol cigarettes. Oh no! Well, you got to hear this story. Straight ahead. triggers are everywhere from dust mites pet dander and pollen to smog and smoke an asthma attack can strike anywhere anytime be prepared with quick acting primatine mist clinically proven to open airways quickly it's the number one fda approved asthma inhaler available over the counter primatine mist breathe easy again use as directed a holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. It was the yikes before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, except Larry. See, the stockings weren't hung by the chimney with care, because Larry's wallet was empty with no time to spare. So he went to Jackson Hewitt for a holiday loan, got money so fast, he rejoiced and went home. Avoid the yikes before Christmas. Go to Jackson Hewitt before it's too late. Get up to a thousand bucks fast, minus the weight. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Honey, come here, quick. What is it? Shh, check it out. All these highly rated wines are under $20. Total Wine must have made a mistake. (laughs) Nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here. Whoa, that's a low price. I mean, whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, B21. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so the ban on menthol cigarettes. Yeah. What is the latest with this story? Because it's wild. Well, they're looking at creating a new federal rule that would effectively ban menthol cigarettes in the United States. Several states have been toying with this. I think California actually did it um because they're more addictive we're told they're more dangerous we're told than than your ordinary non-menthol cigarette now the biden administration was supposed to be announcing new rules uh in march which was a delay because they were supposed to be announcing it this year a few months ago well now apparently they're they're looking at delaying the implementation of any new ban on menthol cigarettes until after the election According to the Washington Post, 
We're not just talking about conservative media here. According to the Washington Post, (laughs) the reason is because they are worried about losing the black vote. Yeah, uh, listen, boy, I saw howdy. the polling. It's like 20 to 25 percent for Trump. Listen, I love you people. I'm going to give you the menthol cigarettes for another few months. OK, I love you. Come you, on. You can't leave me now. You, you can stop hoarding Newports now. Holy smoke. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Man. Well, dude, I mean, we've brought it up many times. There is no politician ever that's gotten away with saying more racist things than Joe Biden. Yeah. Well, and in this case, I I will say this: uh, when Joe or when uh, Donald Trump uh, declined to ban menthol cigarettes, there were some who said that was racist. He wants black people to die. Yes, I remember. Which I think, well, well, damn, man. I mean, you're kind of racist, assuming that that's all black people who smoke menthols. But then you see, among smokers who are black. 81% do choose menthols. That's not a racist trope. I mean, that's just the stats. Well, yes. I think I've told the story before. My old buddy Jay was black, and if we, when somebody was out of cigarettes, you'd bum from the other guy, and he would talk about the camels tasting like bleep. Uh-huh. And then when I'd say, hey, man, I'm out of smokes. You got to smoke? The menthol, man. I'm like, I don't care. I'm desperate. You're white. <laughs> so what? <laughs> Come on. Right. It's just like... The ongoing joke is just, you know, part of it. Um, Yeah, so you'd always get looked at a little different if you smoked Cools or Newports. And I I, I mean, I'm not proud of this story. We've told it before, but I had really thought, because I was told this, you know, when I was young and stupid in my early 20s, that if you do have a cold or a sore throat, menthol is a little more soothing. Yeah. Yeah. You got a bad, nasty cold in the wintertime, and then I'm buying the cools. Okay, to suck fire into your throat <laughs> right. if, it's, if it's a menthol one. Yeah. At least you bagged me up on that, Scott. Yeah, you I have did. recollection no, I heard that. David yeah. thought I was nuts. You were in the hospital. I'm telling him the story. Well, He's like, no one ever said that. I just but yes, they did. The one time that I smoked a pack of menthol cigarettes, I couldn't breathe the next day. Well, that's you know why. Because remember the old story, too? Cools crystallized your lungs. I never heard oh, that. Oh, I did. Really? Yeah, yeah. The other ones are fine. Cools are the ones that crystallize yeah. your lungs. Somebody wow. told me that they, and I, again, I'm, somebody had told me that uh, they leave the same amount of like styrofoam or whatever in your lungs <laughs> as right. a boogie board or carbon or whatever. <laughs> That's wild. It's nuts. Well, more than anything, just remember. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. There you go. Unbelievable. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. This holiday season, we're unwrapping joy and tuning in the cheer. Wishing you a Christmas merrier than a cat on a sled. My cats don't look very merry. Well, that's because you didn't train them very much. And a new year so fantastic, even your resolutions will bro-hug each other. Please don't touch me. From our crew to your ears, have a holly jolly Christmas and a side-splitting new year. Laughter is the best <laughs> gift you can re-give. Come on, bring it in, bro. <laughs> Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. (laughs) 
The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, the latest on the impeachment inquiry, David. Yeah, there's a hearing today laying out the evidence against Joe Biden in support of an impeachment inquiry, and Democrats are having a hard time with it. So they're well, they just keep saying there's no evidence of any wrongdoing. Right, exactly. And in fact, they use one of their favorite phrases, which is a tell that something is absolutely true, actually. Mm. Uh, Representative Jim McGovern uh is the ranking member, he's a Democrat, ranking member of the House Rules Committee where this was being held, and here's what he said. Okay. They are waging this extreme political stunt by abusing and weaponizing the impeachment process. They tried to overturn the election on January 6th, and now they want to finish the job. That Joe Biden is a man of decency and integrity who respects the law, and this impeachment charade is an extreme political stunt designed to help Donald Trump win. Every absurd Republican allegation against Joe Biden has been debunked. No, it hasn't. That's absolute nonsense. It's like one lie after another after another. It's been debunked. They love that phrase. That and extreme, the way he starts. Yep. Extreme MAGA. Extreme Republicans, blah, blah, blah. This whole impeachment stunt is a national disgrace. Obviously, they have contempt for the American people, and they are once again trying to overturn the election. Mm -hmm. They are willing to do anything and everything to get their way. Our democracy be damned. Oh, yeah. You're big on democracy, Jim. Mm -hmm. Yep. You can't. What do you mean? It just just keeps coming. You mean like the lies? Yeah, and it's it's been debunked. That's not true. Of course it's not true. Like one thing after another. If anything, it just keeps building. Yeah. Well, anytime the left says it's been debunked, you know it's actually true. It's happened so many times. So many times, yes. Yeah, they just say it. You know what, man? Played a little clip earlier from the conversation with Megan Kelly and Tucker Carlson talking about a number of different things. One of the things was telling the truth. And different people that really honestly try to tell the truth. There's not a lot of media companies that do that, and certainly not politicians. And Tucker was saying it's so a part of just the environment now. Some people almost accept it. All all these lies that we've been told for years. And I thought this was interesting when he got to this part as he was explaining his point. I mean, for 20 years, they've been telling us that the single greatest threat to our internal security is white Christians. It's like, what, no one has Google? No one has act, you know, no one can read numbers? Like, that's just a lot. I mean, whatever. You could, maybe you don't like white Christians. That's totally fine. But to tell us that they're the great threat to, you know, peace and harmony in America is like literally insane. It's, there are no data that show that to be true. It's, it's the inverse of the truth. And people just kind of accept that they're supposed to nod along and listen to that. That and like a hundred other lies that form the basis of our civic life. Like it's, it's kind of all a lie, actually. The propaganda has been so thick for so long that people internalize this stuff that's the mirror image of the truth and they don't even know it. And that's one of the things, man, when you're having a conversation with people that only get a sliver of news from like the morning news shows on the big networks. Yep. And you can tell, really have no idea what's going on. And then you try to tell them. There's this look of, it's like partial amazement and partial, I don't believe you because you're a kook. Look on their face. 
Like, no, I'm, I have I have no agenda. I'm telling you. Me and Robbins and David, we follow this stuff every day. I'm telling you, man, that this is the deal. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, but there's another side to that. No, I'm telling you, these are lies. Right. And I do think as people start to be like, wait a second, that's not true. Is that true? Do we know that that's true? Once they start to say that out loud, wow, you know, heads explode. And you hear it all the time. I'm sure you do as well. People you know are like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is freaking me out. You know, I believe in things that used to be called conspiracy theories, but they're true. I do think if you start to get critical mass of people thinking like that, and I, I pray to God it stays peaceful, but I do think you've got big change ahead because like people are like, no, that's just that's a lie. And I'm not going along with it because guess what? I'm a free man, not a slave. Part of the thing they were talking about is all the DEI stuff and how many people that work in corporate America have to go to the DEI meetings and then sign off that there's more than two genders, even though they know that there's really not. Yeah. You know, I, you have to I'll, go along with all these different lies. I'm probably going to be more optimistic, but I think the bloom is coming off that rose. The DEI thing. It looks like it I is. really I got to I just feel it out there. There's nothing I can really point to and say, yes, this is a sure sign. But when you start to just hear things and see things and there's cracks and you, know, you start to think, well, these people are finally realizing that this is a really horrible way to operate anything. Yes. By the way, speaking of lies, I saw this headline that you sent along, David, from USA Today. The weather is getting cold. Global warming is still making weather weird. Yeah. Yeah. What? Now, now we, we've gone from several years mm -hmm. of Weather isn't climate. It doesn't matter if it's cold <laughs> where you are because the climate changes, the global warming is still happening, and we're going to die by 2012. I mean, 2018. I mean, 2030. Just wait. We'll be right, right one of these times. The USA Today has this bizarre article out. The headline is Yes, the weather is getting cold. Global warming is still making weather weird. Notoriously fickle. The world's weather is lurching from one extreme to another more often and to a greater degree as the warming atmosphere pushes natural variability to new extremes, <laughs> researchers say. Globally, scientists expect this to worsen and to occur more frequently without greater and more urgent reductions in fossil fuel emissions. Now, I do kind of like this sentence. Uh, the number of hot days is projected to increase exponentially if temperatures continue to soar. <laughs> well really well yeah you're telling me as the temperatures go up the number of hot days yeah go up as well yeah, yeah. all right i want cool. to get a i want to get a bumper sticker that says keep weather weird <laughs> <laughs> just because it would be cool but now now we're at the time anytime there's any sort of natural disaster it's automatically climate change even if actual yes. experts studying it right. say well yeah. no it's oh, like the uh, the wildfire on Maui all these people saying oh this was climate change climate change climate change right. people yes. who actually like do this for a living like study uh this and understand uh the landscape in Maui or on Maui we're saying well, no, actually, this was kind of a, a disaster waiting to happen because of non-native grasses that were brought in here about 100 years ago right. that are, quote-unquote, drought-resistant. And all that really means is that, well, the grass gets really, really dry, but it doesn't die. But so, it would take a curious reporter at a curious news organization to get that answer. Yes. But when it's already cooked... And people are just told to go report on this mm -hmm. and don't don't stray from that narrative. Then 
people just start believing lies. Yeah. And I mean, my favorite one, and I bring this up all the time, but my favorite one is when people say that uh, hurricanes are becoming uh, more dangerous, stronger, and more frequent. Yes. Uh, and that's actually not true. Even according to NOAA, that's the organization that runs the National Weather Service, among other things. Mm-hmm. They say they have not found that. That's because they're part of the Trump cabal. Right. Or you'll hear some nonsense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but that's a great point to bring up to people. And and I'm sure that you've told people that before, and they don't believe you. No, they don't. I, and I know people who are, who are, I mean, very, very smart. Very accomplished. One guy I was talking to was a uh, was a biochemist in the oil and gas industry for a long time, uh, and did not believe me when I told him, "No, if you go to the hurricane climate change site on NOAA's website, it'll tell you we cannot say that we don't have the evidence to show that hurricanes are becoming more frequent or more deadly or more uh, or, or stronger as a result of climate change." You have to actually pull up the website. I want to put together a slideshow now of like <laughs> all of the hoaxes that leftists believe and just say, okay, here's what you say. And here's what the truth actually is. And just so it's non-confrontational. We're not shouting. It's here are the sources that I'm pulling from. And no, it's not like Bob knows climate change is a hoax.org, even though Bob does great work. Uh I, but I'm just saying, you, you you have to be able to reach these people because they've been brainwashed. Well, on that, real quick, uh, and we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, um, but it was Scott Adams had to add to his list of hoaxes that people have fallen for mm-hmm. to include George Floyd after the George Floyd documentary, The Fall of Minneapolis, to add. Because, and, and I don't know that a lot of people in this country are ever going to realize what really happened in Minneapolis with George Floyd. Right. But it's all there. Um, so let's see. Russia collusion hoax. Um, steel dossier hooker story. That'd be the P-tape. There's that. Uh, Russia paying bounties on U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan. Uh, Trump called neo-Nazis fine people. Trump suggested uh, injecting bleach to fight COVID. Um Trump overfed koi fish in Japan, uh, cleared protesters with tear gas for a Bible photo op. Uh, Hunter's laptop was Russian disinformation. It, it goes on and on. And every time we do this, it's like, man, this is a whole lot of hoaxes in a short amount of time for a country. Um, January 6th was an insurrection to overthrow the government. Uh, Trump tried to grab the steering wheel of the beast. God, that was one of my favorites. <laughs> Uh, the Governor Whitmer kidnapping plot. Trump stored nuclear secrets at Mar-a-Lago. Border Patrol agents whipped illegal border crossers. Uh, Let's see. Trump invited uh, Nick Fuentes to dinner at Mar-a-Lago. Twitter doesn't shadow ban. Twitter hate speech got worse under Elon Musk. And then Derek Chauvin killed George Floyd, just to add to it. Yeah. Holy smokes. That always amazing. Yeah. That's quite the list. And then if you were to poll people, as we mentioned before, that only get their news, say, slivers here, you know, from Michael Strahan and little George, they'd probably believe most of that stuff still. Or the president. 
Or Biden, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, if you just take him at his word. It's, it's... Well, he still says that, repeats half that stuff. Oh, yeah. All the and, time. And, and then add to it. Well, yeah. It's unbelievable. Okay. Much more to get to, uh, including, you know who the most searched person was this year, Google? As far as, like, celebrities, people? Oh, it'll surprise you. And much more coming up. Imagine it's the last ride, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are taking you for a ride. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about treating it with Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. Twas the yikes before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring. Except Larry. See, the stockings weren't hung by the chimney with care, because Larry's wallet was empty with no time to spare. So he went to Jackson Hewitt for a holiday loan, got money so fast, he rejoiced and went home. Avoid the yikes before Christmas. Go to Jackson Hewitt before it's too late. Get up to a thousand bucks fast, minus the weight. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Honey, come here, quick. What is it? Shh, check it out. All these highly rated wines are under $20. Total Wine must have made a mistake. <laughs> nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here. Whoa, that's a low price. I mean, whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, B21. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you very much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, you know, Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C. today, meeting with, uh, well, his benefactor. I mean, me- meeting with uh, not his investors or anything like that. I mean, <laughs> our representatives. Yes. People who are looking out for us. Yeah. And mm-hmm. our interests, who are throwing an absolute hissy fit because Republicans are finally... Uh, growing a pair and saying, hey, we'll do more Ukraine funding, but we have to have some serious change at the southern border. I mean, yes, finally. Yeah. Uh, Democrats don't like that. Some Republicans are a little uh, iffy about that because, well, they want to keep, you know, I don't know. They they know somebody at Lockheed Martin <laughs> and they just had right. a grandbaby and Christmas is coming. So got to keep those dollars flowing. Yeah, and you don't know that for fact, but the, it's like Fox News right now has a dude that's talking about we we've, we've got to get him more weapons. Oh yeah, right. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, okay, who who's funding you, dude? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a pretty simple proposition. Then tell Democrats to quit playing Stompy Foot, and at a bare minimum, 
codify the border policies of Donald Trump. They won't do that. Oh, hell no, they won't do that because they don't care about Ukraine. No, they and they don't care about our country. They don't want to give him a win under uh, any circumstance. The one thing they care about the country is changing the country yeah. from the inside out. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, old June bug. Mm-hmm. I call him that because he always looks surprised like he just inhaled a June bug. Mm-hmm. June bug's name is Clarence. He's been living in his throat for about 25 years now. He's on the take, too. Yeah. June bug is. Well, the June bug, yeah. June bug is, yeah. It took Not a while Mitch. to get the June bug to, to come around to my way of thinking. <laughs> and I gave him some June bug stuff, and he really liked it. Yeah. He says, keep it rolling. Uh, Mitch McConnell told Senate Republicans during a lunch just now that the Ukraine border talks are not going anywhere this year and that it will be punted to January. Wow. How is that possible? What is really the holdup? Compromised. That's what it seems like. (laughs) Doesn't it? Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of a no-brainer, right? Hey, hey, look. Yes, we've been we've been very generous with Ukraine as they're trying to fight back Russia, and I think a lot of Republicans who are questioning the never-ending funding and, and supplying of Ukraine still support the basic notion of making sure that Vladimir Putin does not completely take over that territory. I'm Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, has said as much. Like, hey, we want to support you. But yep. we also need to get some stuff done here at home quickly. And Americans agree. Yeah. And, and I mean, people in New York and Chicago agree with that. You got to figure this out. Absolutely. We're overrun with migrants right now. Yes. And wow. yet the high and mighty in Washington, D.C., no, you must fund Ukraine to protect their borders, but not ours. Okay. All right, I mentioned this, uh, Google Trends and Entertainment for 2023. Yeah. Most searched person this year. Taylor Swift. No. Wow. Travis Kelsey was third. Mm. Probably a lot of Swifties and people trying to figure out who she's dating. He was, yeah. Yeah. Um, People already know her. Morgan Wallen. No. Nope. Tucker Carlson was fourth, by the way. Wow. Markley Van Camp and Robbins. (laughs) Uh, No. No, uh, former kid rapper and influencer, uh, Lil Tay, he was fifth. Lil Tay was? Yeah. Hmm. Jeremy Renner was second. That yeah, the terrible accident. Oh, yeah. Number one is DeMar Hamlin. Buffalo Bills. Well, yeah. You understand why. Yeah. I always forget that happened this year. Yes. Yeah. Right at the very beginning, beginning. of the year. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously everyone's happy that he's not only here, but he's able to be on the football field. There's still a lot of questions around exactly how that all happened. Yeah. I don't know that we'll know everything for a long time. Is he playing right now, by the way? I saw him in a game. Is he? Well, okay. I mean, I'm not seeing all the Bills sure. games. Yeah. But I've definitely seen him yeah. in a game. Just glad he's okay no more than anything else. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. Biggest story today. Uh, to, to me, it's that that little elf from Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky, came into our country and said, we need to stop talking about laws that impact our nation and get to the business of sending him more money and supplies. Yes. And, you know, to the story of whether it's Democrats, Republicans getting money from the military industrial complex and all of a sudden their tune goes to we have to support them because if you know, Putin takes over Ukraine, you know, we're next and blah, blah, blah. 
a story about a politician that's totally compromised and always speaking for that person's donors. We will get to that. It's a really interesting take. And then you got your big three, Scott. Yep. The trifecta straight ahead right here. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. The news update, David Van Camp. Um, I just got a little bit distracted because of a story that's coming up in the uh, in the trifecta with Scott one. Robbins. It, it, yes. It's about football. Uh oh. Okay. But we Yo. but we're not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna burn it for you. I'm sorry. That that was my way of saying I I I thought you had a news update. I do. I'm okay. sorry, David. You have them all the time, and I didn't want to get in your way. Uh, my only update was this piece on Chris Christie, and it has to do with something that we've talked about a number of times today, which is politicians compromised. Or sometimes it could be a host on a network that mm-hmm. is compromised and is just saying what they're told to say. And this is Chris Christie. This was the conversation with Tucker Carlson and Megyn Kelly, and Tucker had announced you know, his new venture uh, streaming platform, and we're having this conversation about how a lot of people in America are finding out what is real truth, and they're tired of being told what to say when they're going to these corporate meetings about DEI, and they have to sign off on, well, there's more than two genders, and blah, blah, blah. People are like, this, this isn't truth. I don't want to hate anybody just because, you know, they're trans, but my goodness, I'm not buying into this, you know, 87 genders or whatever it is. And Chris Christie gets brought up because he's been one that's been outspoken, you know, defending um, what is what is the name that they would call it? The left um, trans rights in all these states that have tried to say, hey, we're not doing puberty blockers and trans surgeries for kids in these states. And Chris Christie is totally against that. Well, and Tucker mentions that's because that's Chris saying exactly what his donors tell him to say. Mm -hmm. And I thought this was really interesting because, to me, these are the politicians to look out for. Well, he's just, you know, like so many candidates, but more than most, Chris is a, just a pure tool of his donors, and it tells you who his donors are. I mean, they're you know he's taking money from the from the worst people, most destructive people in our society. I mean, I knew him in 2010, 2011, 2012, when he was thinking about running for president. What a talented guy he was! Really talented. He's wildly articulate, as you know. Very smart. He's weird, but so are a lot of people, you know. And I like Chris Christie, and I thought that he could have made a difference. He at some point made a turn where he's just a mouthpiece for really, really dark interests. And you hate to see a guy do that. Like, how does your wife respect you? How do your kids respect you? How do you sleep? Uh, seriously, how do you sleep? It's not, in other words, it's not just that Chris Christie's wrong or he's like wildly pro-child castration. I doubt he is. He's being told to say that. And that's worse, much worse, in my opinion. Is that your opinion, that it's worse? Yes. Although I can say when you, Chris Christie's got absolutely zero to lose, 
And if he's got somebody throwing money at him, he damn well better no. listen because he's not going to get a bunch. He, he's got about 150 to lose, but I understand yeah. what you mean. No, no. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Forgot about that one. It was interesting. When he said, I knew him and thought his future was really bright. Yeah. And I know somebody else that had that same feeling at the time. I know. Me too. That way, he was your guy. I know that person, He was the next too. president. I honestly, I mean, I was, maybe I was like Tucker in that instance. I thought this was a guy who was a difference maker. I really did. I thought he can do this. And then the bridge thing. Yeah, and then the too many hot dogs, and it just, things spiraled well, out of control. The bridge thing was really what did him in when you look back. It did. It did. People forget what it was even about. You know? Yes, but he got caught in lies yeah, instead of just owning it. I know. That he was throwing his weight around. <laughs> Pardon the pun. I didn't even mean it that way. Yeah, uh-huh. As far as you know. You ready for your big three? Sure. Here we go. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins trifecta. His top three, up by his hero. I'm Casey Casey. Hey, Casey. Yes. You all right? Feeling good? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm ready. I know. Three. Number three, you want to talk about Morgan Wallen. Well, I, I bring this up because it's it's very refreshing. I don't know much about Morgan Wallen. I mean, I don't I don't even know if I could tell you one song Morgan Wallen does. I don't know any. We played the one off air the other day and you mocked it. Oh yeah. I wasn't crazy about it. Um <laughs> I, and again, I'm not a country guy. I, I mean, I, I got no problem with country music. Yeah, you do. do you like it? No, I don't. I don't have any problem. If you like it, you like it. I don't care. You mock it. It's just not my thing, man. So, but Morgan Wallen, I've always sort of followed him after the big kerfuffle, you know, and they were going to ruin his career. Oh, yeah. Um, and that, of course, didn't happen because now he's playing like football stadiums on a tour, you know, or was. Huge. Uh, so people are prodding him now that he's like the number one country artist in the world about his political aspirations or what he thinks about certain po- politicians. Okay. And he's like, no, I'm not playing that game. He said, I'm not an expert. I don't know enough to try to guide people. I, I know what I know, and that's music. How refreshing is that response, by the way, from somebody that doesn't want to dip their toes into the water of, well, what I think is... Yeah, I mean, this is sort I, of sort of like the Michael Jordan line, you know, Republicans buy sneakers, which was perfect. Yes, there are, but I also understand the people that say I want someone to speak up for what is right. Well, I got no problem as long as they know what they're talking about, which nine times out of ten they don't. But we're just talking about opinions. Like well, if someone's just if someone's asked their opinion on something, if it is an educated and, opinion, I have no problem with it. No. Okay, so if he were to say. If someone asks, let's just say the trans issue. Do you believe there's more than two genders? And he says, no, I think there's just two genders. Then you're okay with that. He's got, well, I am, but he's got nowhere to go with it. What if he says, I think there's 17 genders? Well, then I have a problem with it. So it's only, it's fine as no, long no, as you no, agree no, with no, what no, the opinion is. I can are. agree with what he's saying is, I don't know enough. He's admitting right up front. I don't know. I'm not going to start talking about stuff I don't know anything about. I, I find that refreshing. I understand it. Yeah. What I'm saying is there are other people that just want people to speak what the truth is. That's well, it. Yeah, their truth is, right? Here we go. No, if you if I asked you an opinion on uh you know, whatever artist, you would say, Yeah, it's not my thing. I don't like it. That's fine. But All you're right. still giving an opinion. Yeah. 
But I'm not giving. I'm, I'm not telling you yay or nay one way or another. You do what you do. I'm, it's not my thing. I try to stay in my lane, <laughs> which I now, which I think a lot of people should do. But that's my opinion. Yeah. Scott Robbins trifecta top three of the day up to number two. This is a weird story. Al Michaels, legendary broadcaster, has been dropped from NBC's NFL playoffs coverage. He, he's 79, by the way. I didn't realize Al. He never looked. The guy doesn't look his age to me, but whatever that is. He's 79. Would you say probably the most recognized broadcaster or in the top three or four anyway in the history of sports? Uh, yes, I, mean, I would. He's top called three or four, a absolutely. lot of things, man, over his time. But anyway, he's been doing the Thursday night games. Yeah. That are on Amazon, right? Yes. Which are terrible games, and he said so. You know, these are not great games I got. I got a schedule full of bad games. Some of the games have been pretty good. He got, he got, the Cowboys-Seahawks game was really good. Yeah, he got criticized for that. Uh, but he wakes up to a phone call that he gets from some media saying, hey, New York Post says NBC just booted you from their coverage. Michaels is like, what? What are you talking about? They booted me. They can't boot me. It's in my contract. Said, oh, no, they booted you. You're done. He That's... was stunned. Wow. He got the news from the New York Post, who printed it beforehand, and other sources were then calling him saying, hey, just just saw this. What's the deal? Oh, my goodness. God, how about that, man? You're like the number one sports guy for years. NBC, they don't at least owe you a courtesy phone call to let you know what's going on? Well, not only that. Uh, but for a lot of people, they do these lists, and he's been number one, I don't know how many times, of the greatest sports call of all time. Oh, yeah. You mean the 1980 Olympics? Go ahead. 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to goal. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! That's a great call. I still get goosebumps when I hear just that just did. Yeah. Got to admit it. It's so good. Yeah. Well, he, you know, he was also on the mic during the Earthquake World Series. Yeah, I mean, nobody I did that. it better than he did. Nobody. He was yeah. familiar with the area, and he, he was great. They used him on news. Imagine that. Talk about the greatest call of all time, and you bring up baseball. And the countdown continues. It was a great, it was a great, it was a great evening, great broadcaster. You know, thrown into that mess. Yeah, that was yeah. tough. No doubt about it. Scott yeah. Robbins, trifecta, the top three. And finally, I don't know if I want to get fired that way or not. I don't think I want to do it on the phone. Just to find out? Yeah, by somebody calling a reporter. Me going, hey, guess what? Hey, you got, you're done. You got canned. I got a quote Van Camp from... and Robbins said they're moving on without you. They did? Huh. Got, got a quote from Markley here. <laughs> By the way, that happened to me once. What? Yeah, from a text. I found out from a text. You got fired in a text? Well, that that the show wasn't going to continue. I found it out from David. But he missed text. Oh, gosh. I, yeah. I... <laughs> no, that's for real. Yeah, I wow. feel bad. Well, no, I. it was we were oh, having geez. conversations about uh, the show with one of our bosses. Contract stuff was coming up and... I um, I texted as I was leaving work because I had had a conversation with somebody else, mm-hmm. uh, with one of our bosses. I texted before leaving work uh, to Jamie something like, you know, things are going well, but under no circumstances do they want to keep airing the show. And what I meant to write was something like, under no circumstances do they want to get rid of the show. And, and I got it, and I, I don't remember exactly what my text back was. I just sat there for a second. I'm like, oh, man, I I thought they were happy. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I thought they were happy, but that's all right. Yeah. 
And I didn't get the text until like 15, 20 minutes later yeah. when I got to a gas station near my house. And I was like, oh, crap. No, dude, I, I'm, I was trying to give you good news. And I gave you the opposite of that. Right. Then I told my wife again. I, I guess we're rolling on. Okay. I, was I in on that? You were in the hospital. Was I? Yes. Well, there was one text, something happened in conversations, too. Yeah. That may have involved David. I thought the show was ending. I don't know. Yeah. Don't oh, remember. that was me. I was just messing with you. Yeah. Oh, that's right. There yeah. was another boss who wanted to have a private conversation with me, and it was talking about yeah. how you two suck, but... Yeah. No, it uh, yeah, really right, was. Yeah. It was just about something that was yeah. going on. Just as I was leaving the divorce attorney. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I, I, get, said, I get this text. Yeah. After it, I realize it, how much of my money is going to be gone. Yeah. That, then that, I, that was thinks, where <laughs> I'm already semi-suicidal at that point. Now <laughs> it was. It was something like yeah. um, I had to relocate somewhere uh, in order to yeah. continue to do the show, and I just oh, yeah. told you guys, I'm like, sorry guys, I'm, I'm just, I'm happy where I am. I don't want to move my kids. I don't want to move away from my family. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm not going to be able to continue to do the show. And I'm like, what? What? I is had going Markley on? on that one. Markley called me. Yeah, you were because Scott texted me. What is going on? Well, I'm driving yeah. again, having just left an yeah. attorney's office, already beaten and battered. Get in my car and I'm driving for more beatings. What is going on? I know, and there's that part of me that's like, man, finally I can work on that golf handicap. Nope, going to keep working. <laughs> Crap, dang it. Okay. Oh, yeah, we're doing the Friday. It's not the Friday Friday. This is the trifecta. What are we doing? He's got one. Oh, yeah, guys. Casey's like, one. Tell you that. <laughs> Number one, uh, Saturday Night Live alum dropped out of the anti-Semitism sketch that yeah. didn't go over all that well. It was terrible. And i got to be honest with you, I saw the first three minutes and just bailed. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Um, so, and, and, again, that was the cold open. They were making fun of Representative Elise Stefanik, who, of course, was uh, grilling the members of the elite schools at a congressional hearing about their anti-Semitism on their campus, right? Yes, she did well. And it got pretty heated. Yeah, I agree. The skit, of course, that they put on drew outrage. Of course it did. Uh, It wasn't funny at all, and that, I guess, was the point. But the person that was to play Stefanik, (laughs) am I pronouncing your name correctly? Yeah. Yeah. Decided she wasn't going to do it anymore. Didn't want to do it. Like, right before airtime. Ain't that something? She knew in her gut it wasn't right. Wow. She did. Uh, yeah. And and so do- she dropped out of it because of the anti-Semitism that was involved. And another cast member had to jump in. So Cecily Strong said, no, I'm not doing this. And then they had to, all of a sudden, they were minutes before airtime. They threw somebody else in there. One of the uh, first year person on the Saturday Night Live to do it. Not that it would have been any funnier with Cicely doing it, because the words were still the words. Well, they're targeting the wrong person to make fun of. Well, yeah, I agree. I mean, you could have made fun of any of those three presidents. They're the ones that were ridiculous, not Stefanik. I'm going to keep keep an eye on this one, see how long Cicely Strong is still employed by SNL. Yeah, that's touchy. Yeah, it is, because you got yourself in a weird situation now. Well, SNL would look terrible if they fire her now. Well, they look terrible. It was just a terrible, bad idea right from the jump. All the way around. And there you yeah. have it. Yes, Scott Roberts trifecta. Yeah, all right. Yeah, very interesting trifecta today. It was. And the Al Michaels thing. Man, what a way yeah. to find out. Yeah, you're not a part of the coverage. You're done. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right, we got to get to another news update. And <laughs> Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead.
The holiday season is all about family, and it's a good time to remind ourselves of how important our responsibility is to protect the ones we love. That includes planning to secure their future. Life insurance is an easy way to give your family peace of mind. It provides a safety net, so if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses while getting back on their feet. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed, award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Your family deserves peace of mind. A life insurance policy through Policy Genius can give it to them. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much money you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com. That's PolicyGenius.com. Imagine it's the final game of the season, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are making a comeback. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe your stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Joe Biden is meeting with President Vladimir Zelensky uh, to check in on his investment portfolio. Actually, no, he's talking about funding. And uh, it sounds like Zelensky has been writing his talking points for him because he's saying Republicans need to drop this whole border security thing. Congress needs to pass a supplemental funding for Ukraine before they break a holiday recess, before they give Putin the greatest Christmas gift they could possibly give him. And uh, so because we've seen what happens when dictators don't pay the price for the damage and the death and the destruction they caused, and they keep going when no price is paid. Con- Which is why you have to go of what yeah. you've done to this country through the southern border. Okay. And did Zelensky deliver it that way, too? Pretty much. You need to give and not give Putin Christmas present. Tired of that nonsense, man. Let's get the Nimrods. Roll it out. (laughs) When was going on? It was. This is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's the news. Yeah, we'll go to Florida. 23-year-old Anthony Lessa arrested. Drunken outburst at a restaurant. Started throwing gator nuggets. Oh, my. They're not cheap. You know, like chicken nuggets, but with alligator meat. Right. Someone confronted him. He ran over to a life-size manatee mannequin, which was outside the restaurant wearing a T-shirt that said, Did someone say tacos? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) 
And then he started molesting the manatee. Oh, no. It doesn't mm. describe, which is something I'm thankful for. It's just yeah. that he, yeah, police showed up, charged him with disorderly intoxication and disturbance. Oh. He's a student pilot at a flight school. Oh, oh there you go. Okay. And that's Nimrods in the news.